is Mary Lindo. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast today, and my prayer is that you will be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Sit back now with a cup of tea or your favorite coffee and listen to what the Lord has to say to us today. Hello, friends. Today's podcast is titled, It's Better to Have a Sore Than a Seared Conscience. And what we're going to talk about is right and wrong, good and evil, and true and false. After all, who determines the standard of right and wrong, good and evil, true and false, man or God? Note, there is no third choice. When people refuse to let God be the judge of good and evil, when they inject their own standards to oppose his, these people who are usurping assume a sovereignty or a power that belongs only to God. They choose to undermine God's order in order to demand their own. And in doing this, they hope to avoid the pinpricks of their conscience. After all, if it's legal, then it must be right, right? No, God's law is not so easily escaped or to be irritably fanned away like an old dusty list of metaphors. Conceit and pride are the greatest enemies to spiritual growth. Newly acquired knowledge often leads to pride rather than wisdom. This is very true with the novice. There is no more absolutely certain way to fall into sin than to allow pride to lead us into putting confidence in ourselves rather than God. This kind of pride always leads to destruction because it robs us of God's power to stand against temptation. What we accomplish as members of the kingdom of God is done by the power of God. The novice begins thinking that what he or she accomplishes is his or her own doing. The people in Corinth had been developed in every way as well, with the knowledge of God, but pride in what they knew led to their destruction. Knowledge can be mistaken for maturity. True knowledge is designed to bring us to maturity. When we parade our so-called freedom before others in an effort to reveal how much we know, we reveal our immaturity and are treading on dangerous ground. Knowledge put on public display leads to heartbreak and a divisive scattering of relationships. So what exactly is a seared conscience? A seared conscience is when someone has become insensitive to the conviction of God's order or law for humankind written on the heart and becomes uncaring about standing before a fair and holy God. It becomes selectively passive to the threats, the warnings and judgments for violating that divine order. A person with such a conscience has lost the ability to distinguish between good and evil, right and wrong, true and false because of fallen man's natural bent to resist the things of God. A seared conscience will happily and vocally approve what God forbids and will forbid what God approves. The lack of torment, guilt, or even remorse when confronted with God's word is the result of a refusal to acknowledge and bow the soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, to the authority of God as the lawgiver 
and actually the ultimate safe setter of boundaries for a wandering mankind. This is why God speaks a terrifying woe on all who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. True knowledge brings the restful discipline of self-control. Paul's knowledge of God led him to lead a disciplined and humble life for the benefit of himself and others. You know, humbling ourselves is the only way to get the roof off toward God and the walls down toward our fellow man. Once offenses have been committed, whether intentional or unintentional, they must be dealt with. I was wrong. I am sorry. Will you forgive me? Those are healing words that only a humble soul would use. And whenever you find a man or a woman willing to humble themselves before God and man, then you have found a person who will be exalted. Because humility comes before honor. Remember that some men's sins are obvious and are equally obviously bringing them into serious judgment. The sins of other men might not be apparent, but are dogging them nevertheless under the surface. Similarly, some virtues are plain to see, while others, though not at all conspicuous, they will eventually make themselves felt. In 1 Timothy 5, 24-25, I'd like to close with this verse. Don't reprimand or publicly talk down to a senior leader in your church, honoring him as a father by first showing respect and humility. And treat the young men kindly as brothers, and the older women as nurturing mothers, and treat the younger women as sisters, and nothing more. That's 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 2. Let's pray together about our conscience and make sure that with our words, we are careful because Psalm 12, 4 says, with our words, we get what we want. We say what we wish and no one can stop us. And the problem with that is sometimes we don't realize that what we're asking for, we really don't want. So Father, we come to you. We lift up this time of prayer to you and ask that you would continue to keep us alert to your voice. There are so many voices crying out through social media, all of the different aspects of the news, and just all kinds of avenues to feed on. But Lord, only you are the one true voice. You said that your sheep know your voice and the voice of strangers they will not follow. So Father, we ask that you would bring us back to a place where our conscience, when it's pricked, when it feels convicted, or we feel even wounded from something that shocks us, that how dare someone say such a thing to us, it's usually a reaction to the fact that pride is lurking and pride wants to have its own way and no one dare correct us. Father, I thank you that you correct us because you love us and you know how quickly we can deviate from honesty. I pray that anyone listening to this podcast today, if they in this moment are feeling that stirring of conviction and they're thinking, oh, I feel ashamed, Father, that you would show them they're not to be shamed, but they are to feel the conviction of your Holy Spirit saying, this is the better way, walk this way. Thank you, Father, that the lies of the enemy are simply that, they are lies. And that, Father, I ask you would help them not to listen to those things. They would not listen to the lies and the voice of darkness and that constant nagging thing that just doesn't let up, telling us 
we have a right to do a certain thing. This is just the way I'm made. This is the way I am. Lord, you said you would create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. And we ask, Lord, that we would stay close to you so that you do not cast us away. We ask, Father, that you would create in us that clean heart and not cast us away from your Holy Spirit, where we lose the ability to be convicted and to be kind and to be gracious and to be able to learn. Thank you, Father, for using this message to help us to know what is right and wrong, what is good and evil, and what is true and false. Thank you for listening today. I bless you in the mighty and all-supreme name of Jesus Christ. He is for you and not against you. And don't listen to anxiety is lying to you. You are going to be okay. You are going to be caught up in the presence of the Lord and fear has to leave you. If you're looking for other resources or an ability to listen to more podcasts, you can go to my website, www.marylindo.com. And there you can have other resources to listen to. It'll take you to different links. And I will be having videos up in the next week for teaching. And I look forward to feeding you and encouraging you in the Lord as we approach the greater days of what He has for us as the body of Christ. Goodbye for now. Goodbye for now.